Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. My Bible is open to Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 38. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 38. And I'm reading from a New King James version of the Bible. Verse 38 of Matthew 5 says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you. On your right cheek, turn the other to him also. Now, this is Jesus talking. <laughs> Verse 40, if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But, it's Jesus talking. I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do not do good to those. Hold on. Do good. To those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, What do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. I want to talk to you from this subject today. Jesus changed the rules on how we treat our enemies. Jesus changed the rules. I've told this story before, but I remember as a boy, my, grand, my mother sent me to get some peaches from a friend of my grandmother's. And so I go to the friend of my grandmother's and knock on the door, and I tell her that I'm Miss Ethel Poole's grandson, and I'm here to get some peaches. And she says, hey there, baby, how you doing? <laughs> Why don't you come on in? Come on in and get, come on in, come on in. I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, you know what? The cheering jump over the fence and they get my peaches. She had a yard full of peaches, you know, peach trees. She said, 
I was waiting for it. She said, but you know, I wish they would knock on the door so that I could go out and help them. That's a rule change. Because typically what you were normally would hear is, if they don't get out of my yard, and you will finish the rest, however your family would finish it. But here, we see in this text, in Matthew 5, that Jesus changes the rules on how we treat our enemies. One of the things that I've found is, particularly being married to Deanne Johnson, she doesn't like when I change the rules, especially if I say we're going somewhere, and then I make a stop, an unscheduled stop. I thought we were she doesn't like rule changes. And those of you who play games, you've met people who play pool or something, and they change the rules on you. You don't like that. Here, Jesus is talking to a group of people, and he's changing the rules on how you treat the enemies. And so, uh, Jesus changes rules and tells them to love their enemies, well, let's see who Jesus identified as an enemy. Well, in verse number 39, he said he called the enemy as an evil person. That's an enemy. And then certainly later on in the verse, if somebody who slaps you, I, I, personally, I would call them an enemy. I don't know, you might have friends that I don't have friends that slap me. Then in verse number 40, those who sue you, and, and really what he's saying here, uh, 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 that would be an enemy if they want to sue me. And then he said in verse 41, those who compel you or force you to go one mile. And uh, you have to understand, let me kind of explain this. He's talking about a Roman soldier who was, a, who was an oppressor. By law, they could tell the people and require the people to carry their armor one mile. He said, if they force you to go one mile, go two. Then he said, the person who would uh, persecute you, that would be an enemy. And so he says, when you see these people, your response should be different than the world's response. He says, you need to love your enemy. So he says, okay, let's go back. Um, he said, don't resist the evil person. Don't resist him. And then he says, if a person slaps you on one, on the right cheek, right there, right cheek, he says, Turn. I know some of you already said, Pastor, I only have two. <laughs> I need you to turn. And, and so, folks, that's, that's loving your enemies. Now, this is not talking about, this is not talking about where, because I know some would say, if he, you know, don't defend yourself or anything like that. Understand the spirit of it. Understand the context of what he's saying. He said, if your enemy slaps you, then he says, the person sues you. And he sues you for, and he said, for your shirt. He said, give him your coat also. That's loving your enemy. If he forces you to go one mile, go two. Then he says, the person who asks, give to him. 
Then he says, do for your enemies what you would do for your neighbors. Do for your enemies what you would do for your friends. And so here, the whole rule has changed. I need you to love your enemies. Now, I want to give this disclaimer. What I'm talking to you about now is grown folk Christianity, all right? Come on, say grown folk Christianity. This is, in other words, this is not for the immature. This is for grown folk. This is not for people who just want to play at it because this is going to require you to do something way beyond your ability to do it. And he says, I need you to go ahead and love your enemies. See, we love our enemies by responding differently than our natural response. So, you hit me, the natural response is to hit back. You sue me, the natural response is the counter suit. I'm coming at you. If, you. if you're trying to make me do something, the natural response is to dig my heels in and not do that thing. And so, can, can, we, can, can, can we really talk about this today? Is it okay? So he says, I need you to love your enemies. Michelle Obama said, when they go high, low, you go I know, see, y'all know Michelle Obama, right? So, so what he's saying here is there should be something in us that would go different, respond differently than the world responds. And I submit to you that the world is thirsty for that kind of response. And it's up to you and I to allow God to live through us to do it. Amen? Come on, say, help me, Jesus. The question is, why would Jesus make such statements to his listeners? Why would he tell them to love their enemies? Why would he say to them to turn the other cheek? Why would he say to do this? Jesus changed the rules of because it shows that we're children of our Father. That when we love like God said to love, it shows there's a different DNA flowing through you. You begin to have the opportunity to show the characteristics, to show the character of your Father. Now, I'm not talking about your former father, the devil. I'm talking about your heavenly Father, God. Amen? So this is what he's saying. He said, you're going to be able to show the characteristics of your father. Let's look at the text. Verse number 44. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. I mean, who, and and persecute you. Why? That you may be sons of your father. Who's in heaven? Question. If I were to go to your workplace, if I were to go to your home, if I were to go to your friends, would they say that you display the character of 
back up. Who would they say your father is? Use, you know, who's the baby's daddy? Can, can we talk? If I'm talking about your friends, I'm, let's take a poll. I'm talking about people that you know. If they, we would just simply ask them, when this happens, generally I see the characteristics of which daddy? There's a commercial out now. I forget even the commercial. The whole premise is we can't change you from being like your parents. Whatever they, I don't even know the product that they're asking. Dude. So uh, the, when people hear you, have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? Have you ever said something and you realize, man, I, I sound just like my uncle, aunt, auntie, mama, whomever. You know, I sound just like so-and-so. The same thing happens from a spiritual standpoint. You sound just like, You act just like, mm-hmm. Now, look at somebody say, it depends on what day you catch me. <laughs> Can we talk about this thing today? Can we be? <laughs> it's going to be all right up in here. We're going to be all right. It's going to be all right. <laughs> now, is this a Tuesday or is this Thursday? All right. What, but what I'm getting at is this. I know we have our off times. Everybody can have a, an off time. But for the most part, the more we're around Christ, the more we embrace his word, his ways, his character be, begins to display itself in our lives and we act. Like him, we look like him, we respond like him, we think like him. Amen. And that's the good thing. That's the power of the word. I'll go ahead and tell you this word will change your life. It will change your life. It, I, folks, I'm not just, I'm, I'm not false advertising. I know what I'm talking about. It will change your life. This word is so powerful. It's so powerful. Just the word of God can hit a dead spirit and faith can rise in a dead spirit and cause a dead spirit to be reborn. You are born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This word is so awesome. It will literally renew your mind where you think different. You will look at yourself and you'll say, what in the world has happened to me? And you realize it's the word. Come on, say thank you, Lord, for the word. And so listen, what happens is this, you begin to transform, you begin to literally be a different person and respond differently. Listen, you can't do this in your own strength. The word is going to be the thing that changes your mind and gives you the power by the power of the Holy Spirit so that when the stuff happens, when the evil, the slapping, the suing, the compelling to go another mile happens, you literally find yourself responding like Jesus responded. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Now, 
the truth of the matter is nobody has arrived yet. So we're all on a journey of this renewing, of this transformation, so that we can do this word. And I want to get, want to get this out of your thinking. Quit thinking that this is just a book for information. This is a book for transformation. It's for change. It's, it's literally to cause you to be different on the inside where your filters are changed and you respond differently. Um, when you say I'm showing the DNA of my father, what does the father do? Look at this. It says, verse 45 that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son. <laughs> I love that. He, did you see that? He makes, just to let you know whose it is. His son rise on the good. I'm sorry, am I reading that incorrectly? That you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the He makes his son rise on the evil. Your father, this is what your, this is what your daddy would do. And he sends rain on the and the so God's saying, I'm blessing you before you even deserve it. I, I'm doing things for you before you're worthy of anything. Scripture tells us in Romans chapter 5, while we were yet sinners, God demonstrated his love for us. God did something for you and I before we even thought about him. We loved him, but we love him because he first loved us. So God, listen to this, doesn't make you do right before he does good to you. And everybody needs to say thank you, Lord, for that. So what he's saying is, now that you are a son, now that you're in the family, now that you have his DNA, you begin to display that in others. There are people that don't deserve the goodness that you show toward them, but you don't do it because of them. You do it because of you. So when he's saying the very nature of God is good. And the scripture tells us that he's good to all. Even the psalmist tells us that God is good to all. And so he's saying, look, don't let people have to be so deserving of your goodness. Give it to them on credit. Give it to them before they deserve it. Give it to them before, while they're still nasty. Give it to them when you're training them and you know and they're trying to undercut you and get your promotion. Give it to them when they're trying to pull up on your husband. Give it to them. Can we talk today? And somebody said, wait a minute, now pastor, what did you just say? 
What you just say? Hit the rewind button. Hold on. Give, somebody give me my remote. Let me hit rewind on this service. What did he just say? I know what you're trying to do. Before they deserve it. Sister up here praying, help me, Lord. And that's how we all need to be praying. Help me, Lord. Because this is a grown folk Christianity that I'm talking about today. Jesus changed the rules on this thing. So, <laughs> everybody okay? He said, give it to them. You don't wait till they deserve it. I know you went off to college. You all were dating. And he married somebody else who was your friend. (laughs) Don't wait till they deserve it now. Love them. Mm. Change the whole trajectory of my life. And you want me to do what now? I'm going to come up there and slap you if you don't stop, stop talking. I'm going to make you turn the other cheek. Let's see about that. Let's see, let's see you walk it out. Don't try it, though. Don't try it. Everybody, I keep folk around me. Everybody ain't sanctified. Everybody not sanctified now. Just please know. Please know. We're being sanctified. Don't try. Don't try nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I got me some good old sinners around me periodically. I went to lunch. I went went to lunch with a person who had a permit for a concealed carry. And I said, um, I said, I had my bag in the car. And I said, uh, should I leave my bag? I said, I need to put my bag in the trunk. He said, yeah, that's right. And he said, because I don't want to have to shoot them and you do their funeral. <laughs> so good old unsanctified folk around me, you know. <clears throat> so anyway. What he's saying is there is something about God that's so counterintuitive to our what we do. We, we, we wait and give our best to the best. Whereas he gives his best to the worst. So that the worst will receive his love and change and become the best. Romans is awesome. I believe it's Romans. I know it's Romans where he says it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, not the wrath of God. It's the goodness. Corey, come on. It's the goodness of God. It's okay, Corey. It's the goodness of God. I have to work on it sometimes. It's the goodness of God. I have to work on my son over there. It's the goodness of God. He's a get him, Pastor. Get him, God. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with it. Partially. But, but I need you to understand this. 
understand, Jesus is literally changing the rules. Keep in mind, he's talking to an audience who's very much taught the rules. They were very, they were very taught in the rules. Deuteronomy. So imagine, walk with me. Here we go. <clears throat> Rule D1921. And they read, Rule D1921. How does Rule D1921, Deuteronomy 1921? Your eye shall not pity life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Rule L24, 19, 20. Leviticus 24, 19 and 20. If a man causes disfigurement of his neighbor as he has done, so shall it be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. As he has caused disfigurement of a man, so it shall be done to him. And everybody's going, amen. That's the way we roll up in here. You turn up, I turn up. No de-escalating in this thing at all. This is how we, you, this is, <laughs> say what you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> and they're hearing this and they're going, whoa. Can you imagine them in the audience? What is he, what, 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 what? Is he changing D-1921? Is he? You've heard it said, but I say unto you. What you saying? You, you actually want me to love my oppressors. You actually want me to love them. Yes. I can't do it. He says, I know. And that's where he says, that's where you need me. Because that's where you draw near to me. As you draw near to me, I'm going to rub off on you so that it's not you, but it's me. That's, what, that's the good thing about it. It's not you. And there are those of you who know, ooh, that wasn't me. <laughs> Anybody ever had that kind of experience? Ooh, that wasn't me. Come on, say it. Ooh, that wasn't me. And the more you walk with him, you'll have more of those. Ooh, that wasn't me. When a kid, your, your, your child whom you feeding says, you know, I don't have to do anything. Ooh, that wasn't me. I didn't respond like I normally respond. Ooh, people going to itching over here on this side. They're scratching and... Oh, when they take the check that you gave them and mess over, oh, we okay? I'm telling you, this is grown folk Christianity, grown folk, grown folk, grown folk. Let me hurry on. So he said, if you only respond to those difficult situations like the world responds, you aren't showing any difference. There should be a distinction in the way you respond. There should be a distinction. It should not be the same. In the the last verse, he said, you need to be perfect. Come to a place of maturity as your father in heaven is perfect. Flip over to Romans 
chapter 12. Thank God for our R12 study. This has been, whew, it's been something. Romans chapter 12, verse 14 says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not cuss, curse. Do not curse them. And then <laughs> look at verse 17. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Mm. Verse 18. If it is possible. This is an attorney wrote this right here. <laughs> if it is possible. As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Now, here's, here's the attorney. I've been hanging around him. If is a qualifying clause, meaning when he said if it's possible, some people are so cantankerous. It is just... This is just not possible, is it? You just won't stop arguing, will you? You, you, it's just not possible. And there are those, but I submit to you those are rare cases. This is what I found out. Uh, you're going to have multiple opportunities to, to, um, to, how can I say it, um, walk in the flesh. Multiple opportunities to walk in the flesh. Your family situation will give you that opportunity. Marriage will give you that opportunity. Work will give you that opportunity. You know, multiple opportunities. But I, what I found out is this. A soft answer turns away raft. A soft answer. It really does take two to argue. It takes two to argue. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, like I said, family situations will, will, will give you the opportunity, you know, to practice, you know, perfecting your argument. Um, but if, if, if they refuse, if you refuse to argue, it's difficult. There are times when I wanted to work on my argument. I was trying, you know, trying to get it, you know what I'm saying, just get some nuances and of it, just to get it to, to bring it up to another level. But it's hard to argue by yourself. She wouldn't go with me. I'm like, okay, I got one. I've been thinking about this one for a while. I worked up on this one. But she wouldn't go with me. And so what he's saying here, as much as depends on you, you live peaceably with all people. Don't let anybody pull you off your game. Don't let anybody pull you off your Christ-like character is what I'm talking about. Okay? And so he's saying here, this is what's going on. The natural tendency is to retaliate. The natural tendency is to get them. The natural tendency is to respond like the world. But he says here, um, I'll go ahead and read, read a little bit more. Verse 19 of Romans 12 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to, the, to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. I'll stop right there with that verse. So, so, so listen, listen. If you, 
If you try to get revenge for yourself, you move God out. And God can do better than you. God is redemptive. Now, don't think, don't sit up here and think, I'm mm, Pastor said God's going to get him. Now, he can, but God is redemptive, and he will make sure that the situation works out right, is what it's saying. Amen? Now, listen to me. When we say Jesus has changed the rules, we found out that Jesus changed the rules, and we ought to do what to our enemies? Love our enemies. I want to tell you this, love is a choice. It's not a feeling. And then he says, why are we to love our enemies? Because it shows who our father is. Again, that's all I want to tell you. Jesus changed the rules and we are to do what to our enemies? Love our enemies. And we love our enemies. Why do we do it? Because it shows who our father is. It shows that his DNA is in us. In June of 2015, the relatives of the uh, Charleston shooting victims at Emmanuel AME Church were allowed to address the shooter, Dylan Roof. After expressing to him the deep hurt and pain they were in because they lost their loved ones, they each told him, I forgive you. I forgive you. Folks, when I, when I saw it, I was just really blown away, going, wow. That is Jesus enabling them to do that. I forgive you. My relatives welcomed you in their Bible study. They weren't doing anything unlawful where you had to defend yourself. But they welcomed you into their Bible study. And you begin to open fire on them, killing, I believe, nine people. And the relatives of those persons said, I forgive you. That's loving your enemies. That's loving your enemies. I pray that we never have to experience that. There was a church in Texas that had to go through that horrific situation. But Jesus is saying this, on an everyday basis, take the high road. Every day. Every day. Every day. You can be a peacemaker. You can go in and be a person to de-escalate. A situation. Take the high road. Um, I've had an opportunity. I've told tell my stories. Um, 
you know, I, 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 I tell this one not to be some kind of hero or anything like that because God knows I've messed up. I've missed it. Um, I was in a minister's meeting. This is years ago in our church. We were located at the time in an office park, minister's meeting. And uh, in the middle of the minister's meeting, um, one of the ministers, she stood up and start yelling at me in the meeting, liar, 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 liar. Now, my wife is from Brooklyn. Every bit of Brooklyn wanted to stand up. And then I have some other ministers in there. Some of the guys were like, Pastor, you want to stake out? You know, we could do it. Like the mafia. Like we, you know, she could be gone. Out of the room, you know. And this happened. This happened. I raised my hands while she's pointing at me, screaming, liar, liar, liar. And I said, I yield to love. Folks, I'm here to tell you, that didn't come from me. Birmingham was in there too. You hear, you hear what I'm talking about? It's all up in there, all up, all up in there. And so, uh, I had that opportunity, and I said I yield to love. I know it was the Holy Spirit. Took her in my little office, and we talked about it, and, uh, and she misunderstood some things. And I said, but because you did it publicly, you got to come back and repent publicly. Because you don't go off and do that kind of stuff and just slide out the door. No. Uh, come back and get it right. <laughs> get it right. And she got it right. But it gave me an opportunity to experience the Holy Spirit doing something in me that I don't have the power to do myself. I want to pray for some people today. And um, in, in particularly in this service, I believe that there are some people who have been undercut. And I'm talking about people have really, really taken advantage of you. And you, you, it's almost like, man, do I have to keep Keep on, you know, you're worn, it's like I'm worn out. And, and God, please give me grace and help to deal with these people. It could be at church. I mean, it could be at church, but I was going to say it could be at work. It could be at home. It could be in a family relationship. But if that's you, my friend, stand, please. Stand. I want to pray for you. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.